Life Rocks podcast, where we believe life balance is possible. Yes, even for you. This show is designed to help working moms focus on the things that matter most in life and helping you balance all that life has for you with practical tips from one working mom to another. My name is Jenny Summerman, and I am so glad that you're here to hang out with me today. You know, today we are diving into a topic that has come up in our Facebook group. You know, so many of the conversations that we have really get spurred from questions that our community are asking. And, you know, whenever these questions come up, it always stirs up a great conversation in the group. And I want to share that with you here on the podcast as well. Now, if you're not yet a member of our free Facebook community and you're looking for other working Christian moms just like you, I highly invite you to join. Now, you can pop on over to yourliferocks.com and click on the community tab and have instant access to the group. Or you can just go over to Facebook and search for us and you'll be sure to find us in there too. Okay, so what is the question that came up that spurred what we're talking about? Well, it's what do you do after work? Those precious hours that we have from when we come home from work till it is time to go to bed. You know, that time can go by super fast and there is a lot that needs to get done in that time. And so it's very common for us all to get very, very overwhelmed. And if you've never listened to the show before, that is what we are not about. We are not about giving in to overwhelm. Sure, there are times in our life when overwhelm is going to set in, when we have to like drop to our knees and pray to God because we really need some help. And that's also when you want to reach out for community and ask for help, which is exactly what our community there on Facebook is for. But it is all a mindset issue, right? We want to make sure that we are equipping ourselves and we are... Rather than saying, you know, as a working mom, it's just going to be chaotic. It's just going to be overwhelming. It's just going to be crazy. We are choosing to do something different. We are choosing to be proactive and live intentionally to create the life that God has called us to live. And that's what we're going to talk about as it pertains to after the nine to five. So in this episode, I'm going to share with you five steps, five things that you can do right now, today, to be proactive and intentional about this part of your life. Now, I want to just first preface by saying this. Everyone is very different. I'm sure you probably know that by now. It's one of those truths, though, that like we know everyone's different, yet When we compare ourselves to other people, we expect to be the same as them for some reason. But here's the thing. I kind of knew already what I wanted to talk about with with this nine to five because I've coached many women around this. I myself have gone through this process myself as I've transitioned from job to job, position to position. You know, after nine to five looks different depending on the season of life that you're in. But I kind of knew like how to set up that framework, right? What's that system for creating that process for myself? But I thought, you know, there might be something more for me to learn. So I did some research and of course I went to Pinterest. And if you're not following Your Life Rocks on Pinterest, I hope that you do. But anyway, I went to Pinterest and I was searching after work routines. And you know what? A lot of things came up, like a ton of things came up, but they were all like to-do lists, like things you must do. And I got exhausted reading through some of these things thinking, how in the world do people possibly get that much stuff done? I mean, they must go to bed at midnight. Like, I just don't understand. And for me, I usually get done working around six o'clock and I go to bed at nine. So there's really not a lot of hours in there for me to be cleaning the house and doing all kinds of crazy stuff, right? 
So the five steps I'm going to give you today, I just want to say whether you have 10 hours after work or you have two hours after work, these steps are going to be applicable to you. I'm not going to tell you what to do. I'm not going to tell you the to-do list or give you a task list of things, but rather things for you to think about so you can design what works for you, not what works for me or anybody else. So I hope that that gives you some grace and gives you some freedom before we even get started in this conversation. All right, so step number one in this whole process is your mindset. Now, inside of our free course that we have, Weekly Success Planning, and inside of the membership, Life Balance Membership, we talk a lot about mindset because this truly is the center of everything that we do. If you want to live in overwhelm, that's a mindset. If you want to live intentionally, that's a mindset. If you want to live for God, that's a mindset, right? It starts there for everything, but especially as you are transitioning from work person to mom and wife, right? There's a huge mindset change that needs to happen. And it's all about being present because otherwise what happens is we will take our work life home with us and same thing in the morning, we can take our home life to work. And while yes, it all flows and it's all a cycle and it's all part of who we are, It can keep us from being present in the things that we have right in front of us, those opportunities that we have to be effective and in our purpose directly in front of our face. So how do you get present? Well, we have a lot of tips in a lot of different places, but specifically around this for your mindset, when you're in that transition of going from work to home, you need to set up a habit of what this transition looks like for you. Now, before when I used to work outside of the home, I would have a little tradition that I would do in my car. I would pull into the driveway and I would sit there for a moment with no music on, with no sounds, nothing. And I would just sit there and think, what do I want the rest of the day to look like? Who do I want to be to my kids? Who do I want to be to my husband? If I had a hard day, do I need to take that onto them? Do I need them? Which we're going to talk about in a moment. But we have to really pause and have that quiet moment where we can choose to turn off one thing and turn on another and decide intentionally who it is that we want to be, how we want to show up. And you know what? It's not that you're showing up as Wonder Woman every single time, right? But it's just being intentional about it. If you've had a rough day and you just want to relax, it gives you a moment to think, how can I communicate that to my family? What things can I do to support that? Or if maybe you know, for example, that your husband had a hard day, it'll allow you to really set yourself up, give yourself a pep top to be there for him or your kids or whatever the situation is is, right? But you need to create and carve out those just precious couple minutes. It doesn't have to be 15 minutes. It doesn't have to be 10 minutes. It doesn't even have to be five minutes. You guys, this could be like 30 seconds. Now, if you are working from home like I do, I work corporately, so not necessarily just for myself, although I do have several businesses that I help run, I do have a corporate job with a boss, with actual job responsibilities that I don't control, right? So I have all of that, but I work from home, which makes it really hard because I can't just sit in my car and transition. I have little people coming into my office. I have sounds that I can hear 
from outside of my office while I'm wrapping up work. So it is a little bit difficult, but I still have to find that time to make that transition, to be able to switch my mindset over to the different responsibilities and to turn off work, to decide to let it go. It will be there in the morning, close the laptop and move forward so I can really be present. Now, for you, I highly recommend that you set up whatever works for you, but think about the things that will remind you to set up this habit because habits don't just happen, right? We don't just decide, I'm going to do this, it's going to be a habit, and then it is so. Oh, God's got that power to speak things into existence, and we do too, but we also have to work at it, right? Because Our unconscious mind will drag us into what we are used to and not necessarily what is new for us. So I highly recommend that you set up your environment. So rather that be, if you're working from home for me, one of the things that I've done is I set an alarm on my phone. So about 15 minutes before I'm done with my work day, it reminds me time to wrap up and close shop. So for me, close shop means close it off. No more brainstorming about ideas. No more thinking of all the things that I need to do. If there's things I need to do, then I need to put it on my to-do list for tomorrow because it is done. Time to wrap it up. And that for me also signifies that I need to have that mental transition for myself so that I can be the mom I wanna be. Now, for you, it might be a post-it note in your car. It might be something that pops up on your phone. When I was first setting up this habit and doing it in my car, When I was working outside the home, I set up a location thing on my phone. So whenever I would get close to my house on a certain day of the week, which would be Monday through Friday, then the alert would go off on my phone. And if you have never used that service, I highly recommend it. And it's just part of like your mapping feature to set a a reminder that's related to a map. So you can set that up for your home address to remind you to take the time and have that transition. So that is step number one in creating your post-work evening activity or your routine for yourself is to make sure you are in that right mindset and to prep your mindset for that transition. Number two is to plan the ideal situation for your life, for you, for your family, for your husband. Figure out what is best for you. Don't worry about what others are doing or what you think you should be doing. Just do you. Just do what works for you and your family. Now, here's a great example. For the longest time, I'd always hear people talk about how they could not go to bed until their kitchen was clean. And I thought, well, that sounds good. Like, I think I should be doing that. And so I would kill myself to make sure the kitchen was clean before I went to bed, right? Like after dinner, all of that stuff was done and taken care of. But you know what? That just doesn't work for me. It's one, not a huge priority for me. And I know some of you who that is a priority for you are going to be like, disgusting, (laughs) but that's okay because I do me, you do you, right? For me, it's not that big of a deal, but for me, I clean the kitchen in the morning when I'm doing breakfast or I have one of my kids, one of their chores might be cleaning up dinner, but I don't have to do that because it's not something that's a priority for me. So you really have to think about this. What is a priority for you? It might be setting out the kids' clothes the night before. It might not be, and that's okay. It might be watching TV. It might not be. But just because something works for someone else does not mean that it has to work for you. Now, when you're also planning out this ideal situation, while it's important for you to do you, it's also important to think about the other people involved, aka your husband and your kids, because really it's about being present for them and serving them too, right? So 
for my friend, for example, one of her things that's really important for her husband, and this isn't necessarily an after work thing, it's more of like a weekend thing, but for him is when the clean laundry gets put away. It's just one of his big pet peeves, but knowing that and knowing that it's not that important for her, she has to kind of set her mindset that when she does that, it's her way of serving her husband. It's her way of showing him love and respect by putting away the clothes because otherwise it will drive him nuts. So if for your husband, having a clean kitchen is nuts, maybe you need to have a conversation with him on what you guys can do together to make sure the kitchen is clean. Or if it's really important for your husband that you spend quality time together, reading the Bible, or even just snuggling on the couch and watching TV, then how can you make that a priority? You know, for my kids, they love spending time with us at night, but they also really love having their own time to decompress. And for me to be able to honor the fact that I had a stressful day and sometimes I just want to be by myself, same thing for my kids. And knowing my kids are very different. So my older son is very much an introvert and he needs that time for himself. But my younger son is very much an extrovert and he needs people. He needs to talk it out. He needs to be with his people and have them around him in order for him to cope with everything that happened for him in his day. So you really have to take into account what works for everybody and figure out how is that going to create a plan for your family, for your ideal situation. And again, Some of you might have many hours after work and some of you might not. And that's going to really help you prioritize what really, truly matters. All right, number three is to prep ahead during the weekend. You know, when this conversation came up in our Facebook group, of course, so many people said, I prep on the weekend and it makes the weekdays so much easier. And of course, they say that because it is a habit that they have now developed. It's become something that we talk about a lot at Your Life Rocks. In fact, we have that free course, Weekly Success Planning. You can get it at weeklysuccessplanning.com or yourliferocks.com. And I will literally walk you through how to, number one, set goals and priorities for your life. But then number two, what can you do on the weekends to prep ahead of time? You know, sometimes we think about prepping and we think about meal prep, but there's so much more to that than just meal prep. For example, knowing that your kid has a project due at school on Thursday, then maybe by prepping ahead of time, you can be thinking ahead like, okay, Wednesday, it's got to be a really easy meal. I have to make sure I'm in the right mindset because he's going to really need my help and support Wednesday night to like buckle down and get this done so we can turn it in on Thursday. Or maybe you want to get it done earlier in the week so you don't have to worry about it. But when you can kind of think ahead about your calendar, about the food, about the activities, about all of the stuff, right? Even your own energy level, then you can better be prepared for what is going to be coming ahead. Now, flying by the seat of your pants can be fun. And truly, that is my personality type. As much as I talk about being proactive and planning, I am really a spontaneous person. That is what feels best to me. It does not necessarily feel good to be planning ahead all of the time, believe it or not. But I've recognized that by planning ahead, it's really self-care because it keeps me from having those stressed out, overwhelmed, meltdown nights where I'm like, I don't even know what to make for dinner. (laughs) I don't know what to feed these people. And there's homework stuff and all these papers from school and the mail and Like that's where we can have those anxiety attacks or we can just really fall into that overwhelm. Life is difficult. Life is so hard when really life is so blessed, right? So again, plan ahead as much as possible on the weekends. Even if you can buy your groceries, plan your meals, and even cook some of it ahead of time, it can make a huge, huge difference. 
All right, moving on to number four, and this one is so important, you guys. Like, this is probably one of the biggest ones on here. It's hard to say it's the biggest one on here, but it's a pretty important one, and it's really knowing your own energy tank and how to fill it. You know, this is something that no one else can do for us, so we are 100% responsible for this for ourselves, and it's not to say that this means we have to be on all the time, that we have to give our energy all of the time. I think sometimes as working moms, we have this expectation that we have to always be giving, but there are times that we need to take. There are times that we need to tap out and take a break and have a time out and fill up our energy tank so we can continue giving, right? It's kind of like a car. Every once in a while, you have to put gas in it, otherwise it's just going to stop going. And so you have to know for yourself. Now, I was having a conversation very similar to this with a coaching client of mine, and we were talking about this energy tank and really thinking about it like a gas tank in your car, right? So for some people, they don't put gas in their car until it is like puttering, right? Like the low fuel light is on and you know you can still go like 20 miles or 30 miles or whatever it is before you're actually out of gas. And so you kind of plan it that way, right? And other people, as soon as you drop below a quarter tank or even a half a tank, you're like, oh, time to fill up. And it's knowing your personality type, what works best for you, what is the lowest that you will let your energy tank go to before you fill it up. And whatever you decide works best for you, that is your hard, fast rule. So if the light comes on, then that is an all stop. You have to get fuel. You have to fill up your energy tank. And for other people, it might be like, you know what, as soon as it starts to deplete, I've got to fill it back up because I need to know that it's there. And it comes from, you know, self-preservation and, you know, other things that have happened in our past that might lead us to be in that situation. And it doesn't necessarily matter. There's not a right or a wrong. It's just knowing yourself and knowing what's going to fill your energy tank up. And I'll be honest. I'm an introvert, right? And this is part of the conversation I had with my coaching client. There are times that, you know, we know like being alone is going to charge our tanks, right? As an introvert, we need that alone time. But there are certain quality alone time that will fill our tank up faster than other things. So yes, sitting on my bed and vegging out, watching TV mindlessly, will that fill up my tank? Yeah, but it'll be very, very slow. But if I take a prayer walk around the neighborhood for five minutes, that will fill up my energy tank very, very fast. So not only do you need to know where your energy tank is and how you can fill it, but you also need to know what activities will fill it the fastest. And the reason why I bring this up with talking about after the nine to five is there are going to be days where you're going to come home and you are going to be drained. Your energy tank is going to be nada. Maybe there was a lot of demands at work. Maybe it was an emotionally charged day. Maybe you're just at that point in your cycle where you just don't have that much energy to be giving out, right? We all have this. This is called life, guys, right? But we have to know how best to deal with it. So on those days, you have to be able to figure out how can I check in and see where I am and plan accordingly. And this is where it's kind of like you have to know what's expected of you, know where you're at, and make a plan of action, right? So if you know your family is going to need a lot from you and you don't have that much to give, maybe you need to take a little time out before you get home and do something that's highly productive and filling up your energy tank so that you can give. Maybe if there's not that much that needs of your demands when you get home. So for example, you call your husband or you just know like there's nothing really going on. It's a night that we're planning on getting pizza for dinner or maybe even you already had a meal planned, but your energy tank is zapped. 
Maybe you just come home and you do what you need to do to take care of yourself. You let your husband know, I need you to take care of dinner, right? And you do what's necessary to take care of yourself. And this is where this point is really important, is you have to give yourself grace to change routines based on where you are with your energy. Because you might have this perfectly planned out week, but then something happens and your energy is zapped. Or someone else in your family, their energy is zapped and you need to give a little bit more to them. So you need to give yourself grace to be able to change those routines. And this brings me to our last and final point, which is to communicate what you need and to be aware of what others' needs are as well. Because if we don't communicate it, but we know it, we're still not serving ourselves in any way, right? So we have to be able to communicate. One, this is what our plan is for the week, right? Everything that we've talked about. I mean, for me, for example, I'm just gonna go back to step one, right? When we talk about that mindset and creating that transition for yourself. When I first started doing this, my husband would see me sitting in the car and he was like, what in the world are you doing out there? And then when I told him, I said, well, I'm getting myself on the right mindset to come home. You know what happened? He was hurt. He was like, what? You have to get yourself in the right mindset to be with us? Like, what is wrong with you? (laughs) Like, he thought I was unhappy to be there and I had to like pump myself up to be around my family. And that wasn't the case. I had to explain to him what I was doing and why I was doing it. And as soon as he understood, then it was great. But at first, oh my gosh, you guys, it was so bad. We had such a huge fight over the situation of me sitting in my car because I never communicated with him what I was doing and why I was doing it. So same thing with everything that we talked about. Make sure you're communicating that plan. Make sure you're communicating the why. Communicate with your husband about your energy tank and ask him about his Ask him what he needs to do to fill up his energy tank. And maybe you guys even work out like a little cue or a keyword or even just a process, right? Like where if I know that his tank is going to be low, he can send me a text message to let me know so I can plan accordingly. And if my tank is also low, then we're ordering pizza, right? Like we need to be able to communicate with each other and be on an even playing field in order for this to be successful and for this to work. And I even think you can communicate this energy tank with your kids in an age-appropriate way so you can help them to communicate with you what they need as well. Now, as you're working all of this out, just know that these needs come before tasks. So if there are certain things you've laid out that are tasks that you know you want to get done or you need to get done in the evening time, if your tank is low or someone else's tank is low, Their needs come well before those tasks. So again, you just have to give yourself some grace. Now, I hope that these tips have been helpful for you in some way, shape, or form. I know sometimes when we are looking for, you know, what to do after work, you really are looking for the like, just tell me what to do and I will do it. But I can't do that for you because you know what? It's not going to work for you. What works for me is not going to work for you, and what works for you is not always going to work for me. And so this is where we really have to get to know ourselves better, to be intentional about creating the life that we want to live, and really being intentional about creating balance for the life that we want to live. And this is why we have Life Balance Membership, you guys. I know I talk about it all the time on the podcast, and if you listen all the time, you're probably like, I know, there's the membership there. But there's a purpose for the membership. 
it goes beyond what we talk about here on the podcast and it really brings you deeper into intentionality around creating the life that you want and around seeking God and the life that he's created you to live. Now, we have a lot of exciting things happening in the membership over the course of the next few months, and I don't want you to miss out on it, so I highly recommend that you jump in now. When you first get started, there's a couple different paths that you can take that will help you, one, start a Bible study to help to get to know what God's will is for your life and the eight areas of life that we talk about, and number two is really getting clear on what those goals are so you can learn the systems around creating balance and moving closer to those goals in those eight areas. Now, those eight areas, of course, are your faith, your marriage, parenting, career, health, home, finances, and friends and fun. And I highly encourage you to start your free seven-day trial of Life Balance Membership by going to lifebalancemembership.com. All right, you guys, we have a lot of really great episodes planned for you in the coming weeks. I'm super excited for next week's episode where I interview one of my best friends and we talk all about how to find friendship, why it's important and to make time for friends. And I have to admit, it is a little bit of an awkward conversation because I'm not used to someone else listening in on a share with each other, but it's still very fun. And I highly encourage that you check that out next week. So hit subscribe so you don't miss it. And then we have some fun episodes coming all around helping you get prepared for summertime because summertime is fast approaching. So I hope that you don't miss out on any of those things that we have coming up for you. So until then, keep building a life that rocks. Bye.